Hello people, welcome to MCV. My name is Vanina and they are Micaela and Camila, who are part of this podcast group. Today we are going to talk about an amazing book called Never Let Me Go by Kazu Ishiguro. Well, I am going to start. I think that Never Let Me Go is a dystopian novel because there are some dystopian elements in the book. One example is loss of individualism. Why I say that? Because the main characters are clones who have names without surnames. They only use initials as last names. For example, Kathy is Kathy 8 and Tommy is Tommy D. So it means that they don't have family and they don't have identities too. Despite that, they have the necessity to find out who they are. Another dystopian element is conformity. In the novel, clones don't dispute their place in the society, and they have only one purpose, which is to supply organs until they died. So that is the reason for why they were born. In consequence of that, they don't have control over their own life and fate. It means that they don't have choices. Despite that, they have some dreams, such as becoming actors or office uh, workers, but are just delusions because they end up donating. What do you think about it, Mika? Do you agree with me? Yes, I agree with you. I would like to add another element, which is government control. I can mention some restrictions in relation to this. The first one is that the information is limited for students, so guardians only teach them enough to survive in the cottages. The second one is that those who visit Hailsham from the outside world are not allowed to speak about the outside world. An example of that is Madame. The third one is that clones are not allowed to associate with the outside world, have children or have a profession such as an actor. The fourth one is that all students are created to be equal as carriers and donors. And the last one is that clones are under constant surveillance by guardians. The clones are not allowed to escape into the goose or smoke. In addition to this, I can say that there is technological control too. The technology of human cloning is implemented on a full scale from the harvesting of vital organs. In the novel, the people who control England have choices to have clones created to supply organs when they need them, so it is a society that uses scientific experimentation freely and without considering the moral implications. This book is also a Bildungsroman novel too because it focuses on the psychological and moral growth of the main characters who are, in this case, Kathy, Tommy and Ruth, from their youth to adulthood because you know they um, they make important changes and Kathy who is the narrator of the story tells the reader her education at Hailsham and the cottages 
and then her career as a caterer. These three stages of her life are affected by her friends and the other characters who appear throughout her life. Yes, I totally agree with your comment, girls, and there is no doubt in my mind that Never Let Me Go is written in the first-person point of view, so Kathy tells her story subjectively. It means uh, that reader see through Kathy's eyes. And I am going to read a quote that supports my idea. It says, My name is Kathy Eight. I'm 31 years old. Yes, exactly. The novel is narrated from Kathy's perspective, who is, you know, the protagonist. She describes her memories of her friends, guardians, other characters, and events from her point of view, which is subjective. So um, here there are some quotes to support this. The first one is, I've been a carer for over 11 years and realized that for Ruth and the others, whatever the boys choose to do was pretty remote from us. Yes, but it has a consequence. As readers, we are allowed to view the events and other characters from Kathy's point of view, because she tells us her thoughts, her reflections, and also how she perceives all around her. Another quote is, What I'm not sure about is if our lives have been so different from the lives of the people we save. We all complete. Do you read some euphemisms in this novel, Bunny? Yes, in Never Let Me Go, the euphemism are out of the, the narrative. Kathy uses them when she tells her story. For example, the word possible, it is used by clones, which refers to normal people who could potentially be the original from which they were modeled. And another euphemism is the word student that refer sorry that refers to clones but they don't study anything. Kami, do you remember another euphemism? Yes, of course. I, I remember completed between inverted commas, which is an euphemism that the clones use for death. Most clones complete after the third or fourth organ donation. And I have a question, girls. Who, who understands the connection between the name of the book and the narrative? In my opinion, I consider that there are more than one connection between them. The first connection is that Never Let Me Go is Katy's favorite song. She believes that the song is about a mother who cannot have babies. Finally, she has one and she never wants to let it go. The second connection is Madame's explanation. Camille, what do you think about it? Yes, that makes sense to me. And that situation is when Madame explains Kathy about the scene in which she's singing the Never Let Me Go song while holding a pillow. Yes, I, I remember it. Uh, Madame said that she saw Kathy holding the old kinder world and she did not want to let it go without knowing that a cruel world will come soon to her. And here's a Madame's quote. It says like this, I saw a new world coming rapidly, more scientific, efficient, yes, 
more cure for the old sicknesses. Very good. What a harsh, cruel world. And I saw a little girl, her eyes tightly closed, holding to her breast the old kind world, one that she knew in her heart could not remain. And she was holding it and pleading, never let her go. I really appreciate what you are saying and I think we need to consider one more connection that occurs at the end of the novel uh, when Kathy realizes that she never lets go of memories of Harrison and her friends who are Tommy and Ruth. Although she learns to let go of her loved ones. And I have another a quote to, to support this too. It says, Memories, even your most precious one, fade surprisingly quickly, but I don't go along with that. The memories I value most, I don't ever see them fading. Mika, what is your opinion about Tommy D? For me, Tommy is another main character in this novel. He is Katy and Ruth's friend. They are close friends. He has a difficult romantic relationship with Ruth at the beginning of the story. But at the end, Tommy realizes that he is in love with Katy. Tommy is known in Helsham for his temper tantrums and his lack of creative skills. So he suffers bullying from the point of view of Katy. For example, Tommy never has anything to share at the changes, so the other students treat him badly, according to Katy's perspective. Another example is when some girls of Helsham school begin laughing because they realize the boys with whom Tommy is preparing to play are ready to turn a practical joke in Tommy. On the other hand, he's a kind-hearted, enthusiastic, and naive person. Yes, I, I really agree with you, Mika. And here I have a quote from chapter 15 that supports your last description about Tommy's personality. And it says like this. Well, I really wanted to find it for you. And when it looked in the end like it wasn't going to turn up, I just said to myself, one day I'll go to Knock Hall and I'll do it there for her. The lost corner of England. And here we are. The quote that you, you have mentioned before, it's a clear example that Tommy has a great heart and he's also an innocent person. And I want to tell something else. Um, during the novel, I can see that Tommy has two important changes. The first one is when he can control his temper after talking to Miss Lucy, who is a guard. Uh, she says that it is all right to not be creative. So he feels confidence and calm. After some days, he starts drawing animals for his own pleasure. And the second important change is when Tommy and Kathy want to request a deferral, which means that when two clones are truly in love, they can request to, uh, to have their donor's life pushed back because they desire to be together. But Madame, 
tells them that there is no such things as a deferral, so they understand that their fate are predetermined and accept them with resignation. As a result, Kathy learns Tommy as, a f as finally completed and she decides to take her turn as a donor. So the actions that characters do affect the others. Yes, I understand that point of view and I, I would like to add that minor characters such as Miss Lucy, Miss Emily and Madame play important roles as their actions, words and even their decisions, you know? They impact upon the lives of the three main characters, as you have explained before. And in the case of Miss Lucy, I think, who, well, she's a guardian, she tells the students very frankly what they exist for. They only exist for organ donations, you know? And that, that makes me think that Miss Lucy, her actions influence the, the students' thoughts. Yes, girls, I think the same as you. Well, people, uh, it's time. So that's all. Um, thanks a lot for listening to us. And don't forget to take care. Bye-bye. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye, people.